Hi, everyone. Welcome to Oscar Wild, a podcast about film, always counting down to this week's Oscars. I'm Nick Rohrkraut. And I'm Sophia Simonello. And we have made it to the end of the season. As of airing, we are days away. God, it feels good to be here. I am. <laughs> We're going to talk about some surprises today, and I am just at 0%. Mm-hmm. It's been a ride. It's been a really long ride with peaks and valleys for sure. I'm so ready to say goodbye to the season and to whatever (laughs) discussion is happening around it. And I think today going through our final predictions will be a good way to do that. We've had a shorter season because of the longer last season, but with Coda being at Sundance, we've really had an even longer season. (laughs) So it didn't really work how they wanted to. Alas, here we are. With us today, we have a special guest. She was on our predictions episode last year and also on our Gold Derby team with Kevin Jacobson for our award season fantasy draft. Welcome, Joyce. Thank you so much for being here again. Oh, God. Thanks for having me. Um, I don't want to know our scores <laughs> the fantasy draft right now. <laughs> I haven't checked that spreadsheet in a while, but all I know is we have Belfast. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, you do have Belfast. And I remember that being like, oh, no, like Kevin and Joyce can definitely come back with Belfast. But it turns out we have another we movie waiting in so. the wings. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we picked that in like late August. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> totally anticipating Tiff for sure. So how this will work today, we'll do a similar predictions episode to last year. Joyce, again, thank you so much for being here as we go through all of these categories, we've organized the categories into three groups, in the bag, toss up, and anybody's guess, and then we will end with best picture. Of course, anything can happen at the Oscars. Nothing is fully locked really ever, I guess, but we will do our best to go through what we think will happen in all 23 categories. So for our first category, we have best supporting actress. Our nominees are Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, Judy Dench for Belfast, Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog, and Anjanou Ellis for King Richard. Joyce, who do you have here? Uh, Ariana, as I assume you guys do as well. So I think this is the category I've talked about the least, or especially among the acting categories. I don't know. What, what else is there to say? <laughs> yeah. Not much to say. It's been a sweep the entire season. It is Ariana. It's kind of surprising that we have three out of our four acting categories in our in the bag grouping yeah it kind of makes me sad but it just I thought you know we could have had more uh, varied results in the other three but like she like this one was always the one that was gonna be the sweeper but it looks like we will have two sweepers We really will. And we've talked a lot about how the role of Anita is such an award-winning role. So this just feels right for the sweeper. I also have Ariana. I have to mention I love Kirsten and I wish that she could pull off an upset. I'm I'm glad she got the nomination finally. Mm Exactly. I don't even know like who's in second. I, I I probably have Kirsten in second, but like there are some categories where the front runner is so far ahead. It's like it doesn't even matter mm-hmm. how you rank mm-hmm. everyone else. Going right into supporting actor, which is how we usually start the night. Yeah, it's I usually think. early. Yeah. So as long as we don't have a surprise here, our nominees here we have Kieran Hines in Belfast, Troy Kotzer in Coda, Jesse Plemons in The Power of the Dog. J.K. Simmons in Being the Ricardos, and Cody Smith-McPhee in The Power of the Dog. 
Joyce, who do you have here? Um, obviously, J.K. Simmons, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, congratulations to Troy. He'll win the Oscar and make history. So, yeah, this um, mm-hmm. just completely took a turn. <laughs> it really like, did. The, the SAG one was not surprising, but then, like, BAFTA going all over for this movie was, like, yeah. That was definitely a thing that I did not expect. I thought that BAFTA would sort of be Cody's last stand. Mm-hmm. And I love that performance. So I was rooting for him and for it to be a little bit closer. But I am really happy with Troy. I also have him here. And I, I feel like it will be a really strong win. And I'm excited for him to make history here. And we know he'll give a great speech. Yeah, all of his interviews, red carpet, award-winning interviews after the ceremony. It's been really inspiring listening to him. And the CODA team definitely knows what they're doing. I'm going to bring up their marketing campaign later. They've, they've but turned it's it working. up since AG. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay, let's just move right along to animated feature. Our nominees here, we have Encanto, Flea, Luca, The Mitchells versus the Machines, and Raya and the Last Dragon. What do you guys have here? Any chance anything can upset? Uh, I'm just going with Encanto. I'm not really, like, thinking too much about this category. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's, obviously, it's one of the the in-the-bag categories, and it's won pretty much everything. Like, Mitchell's dominate the Annie's, but they don't always like correlate with Oscars anyway. And Encanto is the bigger movie, the more populous movie, and they can be really lazy in this category and just default to like Disney stuff and Pixar stuff, unless mm-hmm. there's like a Spider-Verse in the mix and there's no Spider-Verse in the mix. Yeah, I wish Flea, Luca, or Mitchells had a chance here, but this is Encanto. Encanto also won the PGA last night, so just another award for it Mm -hmm. it's the disney film and it makes a lot of sense just cleaning up everywhere and it will on oscar night well in this category Mm -hmm. the other two not so much i don't think but definitely here i know a lot of people like wanted to win more than one um i don't know how feasible that is we talked earlier if it was a different song i think we'd um i think everyone feels that way right yeah Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Next category, we have International Feature. Our nominees here, Drive My Car for Japan, Flea for Denmark, The Hand of God for Italy, Lunana, A Yak in the Classroom for Bhutan, and The Worst Person in the World for Norway. Sophia, who do you have? It's Drive My Car, driving right up to the podium to collect their Oscar here. Same. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Getting that Best Picture nominee was really exciting. I know I doubted it at the beginning, and... It also making an appearance in adapted screenplay. It'll be and director. It'll be a great win for it here, though. Yeah, this I guess because I don't know if it can win anything else, mm-hmm. <laughs> any of those other three categories. So this will be its prize for the night. Even though I I might still have like drive my car and adapted, but I need to switch that. <laughs> <laughs> we can yeah. talk about that when we get to adapted for sure. But I had it in my predictions like right before BAFTA. As being Mm -hmm. like, ooh, this could be a place for it. Because I thought, like, maybe the power of the dog is kind of waning here. And this could be an extra win for a movie that they clearly love. But I don't feel that way anymore. (laughs) No, I I felt the same way. And then I was actually considering switching to drive my car and adapt it for BAFTA. And then Mm -hmm. they just completely trolled me. (laughs) And I was like, I can't (laughs) believe I even consider that. (laughs) So you went in the complete opposite direction there. Yeah. Yeah, this is drive my car. (laughs) <laughs> I was moments away from pressing play on HBO Max, but it has not happened yet. <laughs> wow. You just need to block out three hours. That's all. 
-hmm. Just, you know, simple. Just three hours. Yeah. You did it for the Batman. You can do it for Drive My Car. It's my sass moment for you. Are we ranking the Batman and the Godfather and Drive My Car? Should we do that? Yeah. I mean, if we want to, that's very easy for me. But (laughs) (laughs) And the Batman is third. I won't fight with you this morning. Not this early. (laughs) Our next category is original score. Here we have Nicholas Bertel for Don't Look Up. Hans Zimmer for Dune, Jermaine Franco for Encanto, Alberto Iglesias for Parallel Mothers, and Johnny Greenwood for The Power of the Dog. Nick, you do the honors here because your favorite movie is here. This is our first win for the night. I am so excited. Dune, Hans Zimmer winning his second Oscar. The amount of time he's been in this industry, and this is only number two, crazy, but so deserved for what he did making this like entirely new sound so i am very excited to say that he'll be winning here joyce do you agree yeah i have him as well although i would love if power of the dog won for johnny because i love that score and also my guy nicholas bertal even though this is not like the movie i would prefer to win for him to win his oscar for but i do really love that score it's probably gonna be in like my spotify rap this year because i've just been like listening to it nonstop. Mm -hmm. but yeah hans is the safe choice here i'm going with him too as much as i would love johnny greenwood to have an oscar for the power of the dog which i think of the group that's definitely my most listened to score if nicholas Bertel was going to win this season i would have pretended it was for the succession theme so i mean he should have three oscars for the succession theme so <laughs> he should it should be eligible yeah it's it's a nine hour movie so there you go Next up, we have documentary feature. Our nominees here, Ascension, Attica, Flea, Summer of Soul, and Writing with Fire. Joyce, who do you have here? Um, Summer of Soul. It, it survived the shocking populist snub. So I think I'll just go all the way. Me too. Once it survived that and then uh-huh. like getting PGA last night, I know DGA was a little bit of a stumble, but I don't think it's enough to take it down especially when the entire membership is voting so i have summer of soul nick you should tell your writing with Mm -hmm. fire story (laughs) what did you do this this poor movie we finally found an event to watch it online i was like great we're doing it it's at 9 p.m and the first frame is this movie has been edited to fit something i don't know they had an interview after and i think it was 30 minutes so they cut this movie from 90 93 minutes to under an hour. Oh my God. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> it was horrifying. The last like minute, because they were telling the story, the the rise of this group of Dalit women who are journalists and their YouTube channel has skyrocketed to like millions and millions of views. And then the next slide is just like an entirely different fact. I was like, what just happened? I was so I was so lost. And then it cut to writing with fire. How many people, was this like in person or like virtual? Like it was virtual many- okay. and it was this PBS thing. It had like people commenting in the sections on the side. I was like, oh boy. That's hilarious. It's it so was, funny. yeah, it was And this is like part of their campaign. I guess. Yeah, prime time and yeah. Why didn't they so, just start it earlier if they had a heart out? No idea. And who, <laughs> there's no way the editor for the film edited 30 minutes out of this movie. Who did that? <laughs> It, it's it's Oscar producers. They, they edit out the, the 30 minutes. So. They were like, people don't want to see this. I'm glad I missed this. I'm going to watch this in full 
Watch the full movie. I went to yes. another licorice pizza screening. So instead of that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you probably made the right choice because I assume they showed the, the full movie there. So full movie Q and A afterwards. It was a good good move by me. <laughs> I don't think I've ever like attended a screening where they just chopped off a third of the movie. I don't know. It's so weird. I I don't know if they're saying it should have been documentary short and maybe it could have won there. I have no idea. <laughs> like, how is that good for you? I don't understand. So strange. <laughs> Regardless, I don't think that's the number two here. <laughs> Um, I wish it were Flea, I guess, but I have Summer of Soul. Yeah. And I feel bad because, um, like, I guess, spoiler alert, I don't have Flea winning anything. <laughs> yeah. So. I know. It's like, it was so exciting. It got three nominations, but the categories where it's been mm-hmm. nominated have been, like, fully locked up, I feel like, for months now. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I feel about Power of the Dog with a lot of its categories. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, like, a number two Ugh. in so many places. It hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll move right along to visual effects. Our nominees here, we have Dune, Free Guy, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi, and The Legend of the Ten Rings, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Joyce, who do you have here? Uh, I would love to see Shang-Chi win because I love Morris in that mm-hmm. movie. Oh, yeah. But it'll be Dune. Like, is, is like this or jane cambion or like ariana debose like the most locked up tonight like, I don't... yeah this is definitely up there this is when i feel like i've been thinking all season it's like let's reserve it's like it's like, this i'm not even like June. thinking about this category anymore. Yeah. yeah yeah marvel has a hard time in this category too yeah even they've never the actually like... like the mcu has never actually won this category um and the last superhero movie to do was spider-man 2 which I guess maybe like Tobey Maguire can like push them across the finish line. I don't know. Next category, we have Best Actor. Our nominees here, Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom, Will Smith for King Richard, and Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. Joyce, do we have our sweeper here? Who do you have? Uh, we do. We have our sweeper, Will Smith, and... This was one category where, like, I thought even if Will wins the Oscar in the end, I thought we could have had different winners, mm-hmm. <laughs> or like, at least one, because I didn't think, like, him losing one or two awards would really affect his Oscar chances, but he's just winning everything. Mm-hmm. Like, people are ready to coronate him. I'm surprised there's no Benedict showing up anywhere. He, sh- he should have won the BAFTA, and that was rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. I wanted him to win the Oscar, but I also have Will Smith. Will Smith won't be a bad winner by any means. Just, again, another category, I feel like, with the power of the dog in the runner-up position. Yeah, because even if Benedict had won the BAFTA, I wouldn't be predicting him yeah. for the Oscar. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think it was, it's like uh, last year with Anthony Hopkins and Chadwick Boseman, because mm-hmm. King Richard's just stronger overall anyway than Ma Rainey. But yeah, it would have been nice for Benedict to have, like, one piece of hardware. Like, at least Cody won the Globe. Right. <laughs> We didn't see it, but he won the globe. Okay, in our last in the bag category, we have director. Our nominees are Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, Ryosuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog, and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. This is the year of Jane. 
the year of Jane. Yeah, Jane all the way. Is is Power of the Dog just gonna win director? I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> I have it in two. Not to like step on my things for later, but oh. It, it has just become like the Jane show. Like I know it's always been about her, but like even more so mm-hmm. the past couple weeks. At, le- at least it'll win one, <laughs> if not more. I know. Ugh, that's so hard. This is a like fairly good group though. It is, yeah. Like I like most of these. I would say like four of them are in my personal lineup. So yeah, no, it, this is a this is a pretty decent lineup, and I I do. Like, I, we can always count on the director's branch to, like, be a little weird sometimes mm-hmm. or just, like, show a little bit, like, more taste than, like, the broad pick. So if this, for the most part, this is a good lineup. And I think if Jane weren't here, maybe we could have had, like, like multiple, like, different winners across the season. But it's just, it, again, it's her time. Mm-hmm. And she deserves it. Do you have any answers, Joyce, for why Danny isn't here? I actually, I... I didn't like actually predict it, but I floated the possibility of get- him getting snubbed like before nominations because I I just felt like, you know, it's like half a movie mm-hmm. and it's like they're not like I, I don't think like he was like ranked high. I feel like it's the same reason why like Gaga got snubbed and stuff. It's like they were probably like in the four and five slots because they weren't like thinking like the movie's not like their favorite favorite or maybe they're like oh we'll like see like wait for part two and see like as a whole and like maybe reward him then um so i think the other ones just had more passion i guess and it's you know you know it's like that one movie (laughs) and you're not waiting for a part two and yeah he got he got like reverse arrival like he was like amy adams Mm -hmm. amy adams himself which I think like that's what happened to her too. Like she wasn't just pull- pulling enough number ones, and she was probably in a lot of like four and fives. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people thought he was just a given all season, mm-hmm. um, because yeah. it was seen as that like technical achievement. Whereas like maybe people thought Spielberg gave the technical. I just achievement. like I never when people were like dropping Spielberg, I was like I can't drop him. Like that is if you watch that movie, it it's such a technical achievement, mm-hmm. and his vision is so clear. And I was like, I need to keep him. And, and like people were like dropping him for like DGA. <laughs> He's the most nominated director there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they're not gonna stop him there. Yeah. So Wow. Calling West Side Story the technical achievement over Dune is <laughs> I didn't say it's the technical achievement over Dune. I said <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> no, I'm watching the I'm movie. <laughs> well, I guess the voters who said that Spielberg should be in and not Denis. I guess that's who's saying it. But I love both movies. Believe me, they're both my one and two for the year. You're just, you're just like in the tank for dude. I didn't even yes. diss I'm dude. Just, yeah, my brain just still cannot function. <laughs> I just said Steven's vision is very clear on the screen. And yeah, there's... I agree. There's... He was directing that at me, I think, because I've been shady about Dune and I love West Side Story. <laughs> I mean, I prefer West Side Story to Dune as well, so... What was your number one of the year, Joyce? I'm curious. Um, Power of the Dog. Okay. I actually like this lineup. I don't really have a lot of favorites. Like my top two are Power of the Dog, West Side Story. If I had to rank all 10, I don't think I would be able to do it. Mm. Like everything else, I'm just like, I like them. I'm, I'm like kind of neutral on them, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't care where they're really ranked for the most part. 
Mm-hmm. Um, whereas last year, you know, everyone likes to dunk on last year's lineup because it's like COVID and like things were delayed. But I think last year's lineup was a lot stronger than this year's. Last year was just more creative too. I feel like. Yeah. Like I would easily be able to rank last year's and I would rewatch more of last year's movie as well. Mm-hmm. I actually think I would too. I have like three on this list that are rewatchable for me, and that's that's really low. (laughs) The only ones I rewatch, I rewatch Power of the Dog, West Side Story, and I think that's it. I don't like the Best Picture nominees. Yeah, I don't know. Like what? What else? Let me like. I'm like blanking on like what (laughs) other. I try to just get myself to say all ten, and I can never. I always forget one, and it's always Nightmare Alley. Oh my god, yeah, I have not rewatched Nightmare Alley. I, I did rewatch King Richard. I watched that twice when it was on HBO Max because I watched it the first time and then I had to take my notes the second time mm-hmm. on all like uh, the tennis inaccuracies. So, <laughs> but I didn't like rewatch it for like fun yet and then it's like gone now from HBO Max. Um, oh no, I did rewatch Don't Look Up because I watched it with my friend. I have not rewatched Belfast or Coda. I watched Coda at Sundance last January, mm-hmm. like virtually, obviously, yeah. but yeah. So it's, I, I haven't seen that in over a year. <laughs> I know. I'm like, am I due for a rewatch of Coda? Um, I, I have like, you know, no desire to rewatch it. So it's like, I've seen it. I enjoyed it. And yeah. <laughs> we're we're getting, getting way ahead of, of myself. <laughs> I know. So we're done with the in the bag category. We're moving on to the toss up category. This grouping is mostly because of a split between guild wins and popular opinion, or like who is the assumed front runner. Maybe this should have been an in the bag, especially with yesterday's CAS win. But next category, we have sound. Our nominees here Belfast, Dune, No Time to Die, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Joyce, what do you think about sound? Um, I will just play it safe and go with Dune, but I really wish the there were still two sound categories because I think Dune would win sound editing and West Side Story would win sound mixing. And I really want West Side Story to win more than one Oscar, especially for its crafts. And I don't know if it will because it has so many, if it's not Dune blocking them, it's Cruella. So I really wish there were still two sound categories here. Yeah, me too. I also have Dune. The West Side Story team, we talked about this when we talked about sound, is just bananas crazy. Like how many winners and nominees are here like on that Mm -hmm. team? It's just like amazing work. And I think if Dune wasn't so far out front, I feel like I would maybe take a chance and switch to West Side Story just because of the pedigree of the Mm -hmm. nominees there. But yeah, I'm just going to go with Dune. Yeah, Dune's the safe pick here. It won both of the Sound Guild award ceremonies, so I think it's easy to say Dune. All right. Moving right along to costume design, our nominees here, we have Cruella, Cyrano, Dune, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. Nick, who do you have here? This race this year is kind of surprising to me. This and the next category, I have Cruella. Obviously, I'm going to say this, but I really wish Dune had a chance here. I feel like it really dissolved into this world and the costumes are incredible. They're beautiful. But I think it's Cruella. Um, yeah, it's Cruella. And the second I saw that garbage truck dress, like not even watching the movie, just like the the stills of mm-hmm. it and stuff, I'm like, yeah, it's going to win. So, and again, another category, like West Side Story is being blocked by something else. 
<laughs> and like those costumes are great in that movie. Actually, like the thing about costumes is like like you would like do like you want that to win and i think people take for granted like the character-based costumes like in dune and like west side story and then they just go towards like the flashy stuff like in cruella not to say that they're not great but those costumes are so much more like plot driven Mm -hmm. than like character driven you know i agree with that because i also like the west side story costumes like the way that they like dress Maria in a lot of white and like Anita's dress and just like how they capture movement in the costumes. I really love. Yeah. And then like the different color schemes for like the jets and the shards. Yeah. I love that. I also have Cruella for the same reason, like the trash dress. When I saw that in the movie, it was like, this is going to win. And I did kind of sway from it a little bit. I entertained the possibility of Dune just because of the, amount of costumes and like the variety that we had there but I think it's going to be Cruella I think something else behind Cruella is we have 11 time nominee and two-time winner Jenny Beaven Mm -hmm. so I think as a giant in this category that's also helping her in the film Nick I'm surprised you don't have your favorite movie Cyrano you don't want to talk about that today no Mm, okay not today not this category (laughs) sorry I um, remember Peter Dinklage (laughs) (laughs) So I, I saw Cyrano in October. Oh, wow. And then it just like never came out, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I was just like constantly waiting for it to come out. And like everyone kept like predicting Peter Dinklage. And I was like, I, I really liked him mm-hmm. in the movie. I mm-hmm. thought he was really good. And I was just like, I can't bring myself to predict him. Like people were predicting him at SAG. And I was like, I, I can't do this. <laughs> it's like, no one has seen this movie. It's not out. <laughs> they keep delaying it. And it's not even like a father situation where... Like, he had buzz, like, throughout the entire year as, like, his, like, all-time mm-hmm. best performance or anything. It, it's an Oscar-nominated movie, I guess. you could That's what you can say. But, <laughs> like, it just <laughs> completely deflated. It came out. And, yeah. That was its problem. Yeah. I liked Peter Dinklage. Can't say much else. Mm-hmm. They'll live and they'll learn. At least now we know it exists. Next category, we have makeup and hairstyling. Our nominees here. Coming to America. Cruella. Dune. The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and House of Gucci. Some names we haven't seen yet. Sophia, who do you have winning here? I can't believe I'm saying this. If you would have asked me a month ago, my answer would have been different, but it's The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Seeing the BAFTA win and all of the buzz around Jessica, I just feel like this is its win. Heavy prosthetics, a woman who is partially, I think, known for her makeup looks. Yeah, I have Tammy. And what would you have picked a month ago? I was leaning towards dune or coming to america even like seeing the guild wins for coming to america coming to america is good yeah i guess like of these dune is the stronger film but yeah tammy faye is just the more makeup heavy film and this doesn't really this is one of those categories where it's not really dependent on how strong a film is kind of like costumes as well so yeah the bafta win for it it's like, I think that was always the knock on Tammy Faye. It's like, our international voters kind of watch this movie? Mm-hmm. And then they voted for it. I don't know. BAFTA went pretty basic this year. So <laughs> I don't, I don't know did. how much we can glean from that. But yeah, it, it Tammy Faye can pull a full Iron Lady here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm wondering if this is directly tied to Best Actress. But I also have the eyes of Tammy Faye. Like, why are we not comparing the Baron and Tammy Faye here? I don't it know. It all comes back to Dune, always. <laughs> for me it does like, like realistically like how many oscars can dune win and especially without Not a 10. nomination 
I feel like it could definitely lose one of these categories that it looks safe in. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll talk about a big one too that I predicted it in all year, and then it just isn't panning out. It hasn't out. won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we can get on to original song. Our nominees we have Be Alive from King Richard, Dos Origitas from Encanto, Down to Joy from Belfast, No Time to Die from No Time to Die, and Somehow You Do from Four Good Days. Joyce, who do you have here? Um, as much as I'd love to see Diane Warren finally win <laughs> on her 13th nomination, <laughs> I'm going to go with No Time to Die, which is also one of my and Kevin's picks mm-hmm. in the draft. So I got I got to back it. <laughs> and this was all Kevin. Like He picked it when we were mulling over what to do. And then I was like, oh, I still, have, I still haven't heard the song in full. I've heard 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not see No Time to Die? No, so like my thing is, um, I have never seen a Daniel Craig Bond. Not even like at a, like I'm wow. I'm not like purposely uh-huh. avoiding it, but I it was just something that just went like way past me. And like if someone had asked me to go see like Casino Royale, then like yeah, sure, or like Skyfall or whatever. Uh, but it wasn't something I was like seeking out myself. Mm. And I've seen like basically all the other Bonds. Like I, I think I've seen almost every Sean Connery one. I saw all the Pierce ones in the theater. So the most recent Bond I've seen is Die Another Day. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I know. That is. (laughs) Yeah. But now I feel like I I can't see any Daniel Craig Bond. So, because I've I've shared this publicly before. So now I feel like that, like, you know, four people know about this. I I can't do it. Like, I can't watch one of his movies. That's so funny. One of his Bonds. (laughs) Yeah, so I haven't heard a song, but like, you know, I've heard like Skyfall, obviously, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but I haven't heard No Time to Die. So I, I think if they're performing these songs on the Oscars, I'm just going to mute it. When <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, they will. Billie Eilish, Beyonce. Are you kidding they're, they're, me? They're trying to lock them up. They haven't announced them yet. So I know. And Beyonce's been like, she's nowhere to be found all season. She, she doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> And I would really love to not see Van Morrison sing Down to Joy. Everyone's going to have COVID except for Van Morrison. Because, <laughs> so, like, BAFTA was apparently a super spreader event. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I saw that last oh, night. No. I was like, oh, my God. And then, like, Jude Hill is out here blowing up Kenneth Branagh's and Kieran Hines' spots. Like, oh, they have COVID. <laughs> that was crazy. But such a cute move. <laughs> it was. It was what? just also crazy because it was like, says Jude Hill. So it's like this little kid is oh, the yeah. source, which is just funny. Yeah, because they haven't like independently confirmed it yet. <laughs> so it's like, so we have to attribute it. Whoa. <laughs> I loved it. My mind is okay. blown. Yeah, Nick Kenneth Branagh and Kieran Hines have COVID. <laughs> and a bunch of people weren't at PGA last night because BAFTA was a super spreader. Oh, my God. Yeah. Is this like the hospital scene happening IRL for Belfast? Is this a part of Belfast too? Nick. <laughs> Thank God. I know. I was like trying to think of like a batch of people who were there. Like Troy was there, obviously. Mm-hmm. And Alana Heim was there. So they're negative. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who was at BAFTA that was at PGA? Mm-hmm. Wow. This could really screw up Oscars now. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the other thing is because there was, um, I think it was Rebecca Ford at THR who like quoted a rep like saying, oh, yesterday as in Friday was the last day one of those like BAFTA people could get COVID. I was like, hold on. 
you can get COVID at any time. Yeah. We <laughs> have that, been like some sale that has years. ended. I know. It's like, okay, you're gonna oh, like boy. put this in quotes, like, okay, yesterday's the last day. Yeah. So like that was like the rep's calculation. And then the rep said something about like, oh, so this is like like the best time to get it because they, they could be negative by the Oscars. It's like they could still test positive. Mm-hmm. Like there's no timeline. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's scary. I know. I mean, if what if you test? What if there are people overseas and they finally test negative, but it's oh. the day before the ceremony? Are they traveling? I know. Yeah, and you have the to day before they don't have and... the vax requirement, but they you need to produce two negative tests, right? I think that's the thing. So yeah, and like the the new variant is surging in Europe now. I think it's here. <laughs> it's it's gonna COVID be here, spiking like like today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, New York is gonna be. Ugh. <sighs> God. It's already like the cases have already increased like the past couple weeks anyways. So. I saw that. I think All the past week it was up 47%. Yeah. Oh god, I can't. I yeah. can't do it. Everyone's just acting like it's over. So far from it. Well, it'll be interesting to see who shows up at the Oscars. It's like the good old days, like the old 30s. Oh yeah, like all yeah. the stars don't come. <laughs> Irene died. Except this time they have COVID. <laughs> okay. Moving right along, Best Production Design. Our nominees here, we have Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. Sophia, what are you thinking for this category? I'm going to gamble a little and go with Nightmare Alley. I just feel like it has the most going on, and it's really beautiful work by Tamara Deverell, who we interviewed, so check out that interview. But putting Nightmare Alley in that surprise best picture slot means that they like the movie. They like Guillermo del Toro. So this is one of my like take a chance picks to go away from Dune here. So I'm going to stick with Nightmare Alley. Yeah, Dune is the safe pick here. I have thought about Nightmare Alley. I might I might do that because I don't I really sorry, Nick. I don't think Dune is like winning everything because I feel like it's going to lose somewhere. I just don't really know where. Um, and this is one of those prime spots just because Nightmare Alley is so flashy with its sets and like Kate Blanchett's office. Uh, my dream winner would be West Side Story because I want it to pull a Lincoln and win an acting category and a surprise production design. <laughs> <laughs> and those sets are great. Mm-hmm. So I think I might do Nightmare Alley here as well. I also have Nightmare Alley. I love this as kind of a surprise win. When you think of Dune, you think of the set being the desert and Nightmare Alley has so, so much more detail in a way, like those eyes in that carnival, the Ferris wheel, everything being period perfect, plus the Art Deco rooms. I think there's a lot to enjoy to look at and that's why I have it here, yeah. Next, a category that makes me so nervous, original screenplay. (laughs) Our nominees here, we have Belfast. Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and The Worst Person in the World. Joyce, who do you have here? I'm going to stick with PTA, probably. Maybe we still have Writers Guild Mm -hmm. tonight, um, where he is the favorite. Um, Not facing Belfast, obviously. Uh, He won the BAFTA. Uh, We know the Brits like Licorice Pizza more than (laughs) Americans did or the Oscar voters did. But that's still significant because like he beat Kenneth Branagh on his home turf basically in Belfast just one British film and that's it and like he definitely 
fits more in line with the type of winner in this category, especially like the past decade for the most part. So I don't, I don't, this is not his best script by any means, Mm -hmm. but I think there's enough like cachet and like respect for him that he can pull it out. And I, I don't know, I guess the, like the wild card here is worst person in the world because he hasn't really had to face off against them yet. So I don't know. You could argue that maybe like they would pull some of like the auteur votes because the other scripts are pretty like, you know, uh, broad, like King Richard, you know, just like your like sports movie, like inspirational sports movie. Don't look up. It's like ambitious, (laughs) but polarizing. And then Belfast is, you know, his personal story, but also pretty broad. So I'm, a, I'm just going to do PTA here, I think. By auteur votes, do you think Worst Person could pull from Licorice Pizza? Or do you think that's, like, maybe Belfast? I think, like, Belfast and Licorice Pizza appeal to, like, different groups mm-hmm. of voters. So I think, like, Worst Person would probably pull from Licorice Pizza. But I don't, I don't know if I would just predict, like, this one big win for Worst Person in the World, you know? so god i would love that but i know yeah this is like i don't i don't really like belfast won the critics choice award for original screenplay but that's also like they you know were really back in belfast in the first place mm-hmm. and that's not industry so yeah i i guess like i would have belfast on second this I, this is like belfast's best chance to win something right mm-hmm. so but it also would not surprise me if it didn't win anything I feel like Belfast, it's so strange because I know people were talking about that as like the crowd pleaser, like heartwarming movie and Coda has totally eclipsed that. No, this was my thing this entire time. Uh-huh. So like on like our Gold Derby podcast with like Chris Rosen, like he and I have talked about this since Belfast came out basically because he saw it in Telluride and he was like, I don't understand like all this talk about it being like a crowd pleaser. Mm-hmm. So then he had to wait for me to see it. And I was like, yeah, it's not a crowd pleaser. This is not a knock on the movie. Like the movie is what it is, but it's sad. And I, I guess like the most crowd pleasing moment is everlasting love. But like for the most part, it's, it's very bittersweet. And he and I have just been like, I don't know like why this is like the narrative for this film. Like this is just what people have just like put out there and said is like, this is why it's like number two to power up the dog. And then, like, once, like, Coda started its surge, we are like, yeah, like, Coda has been this, like, heartwarming, crowd-pleasing movie all along. Like, that's your traditional, like, family, like, feel-good, heartwarming movie. And so, yeah, like, we think it's, like, really funny that, like, Coda has come up and, like, usurped mm-hmm. Belfast <laughs> as a crowd-pleaser. Yeah. Nick, what do you think here? I have Licorice Pizza, too. I mean, I definitely want it to win over Belfast, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Do we want to talk about like the controversy behind it as of late or not really? I don't think most of them care, honestly. Voters don't? Yeah. Like if Green Book could win. I mean, this is a category where controversial movies win all the time. Like remember the discourse around Promising Young Woman and Uh Green Book? And I mean, it's just like it happens in this category and I don't think voters care. I don't think they really care about that. And like, like the Jane Campion thing. So... A lot of that stuff is also just like in our echo chamber and like the real world has no idea what's going on. Mm -hmm. I also have Licorice Pizza winning. I think for me, it comes down to I just think PTA is more respected in the industry than Kenneth Branagh. 
And if you're picking a person to give it to, PTA is the person I would give it to over those two. I know that's like not fair. I consider him to be like my other father. Um, I don't know. I feel like the BAFTA win was a big deal. And hearing when I went to this Q&A with him this past week, hearing him talk about the screenplay itself was like very emotional. He's almost now talking about the screenplay as a personal story. Like of this, of his childhood in the he valley. Goes, oh, here he yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> he's like, this is my friend, you know, the way he's talking about it. And I noticed he is talking a lot about this screenplay, which was, I was like, oh, maybe that's definitely intentional here. He, he knows this is yeah. his only chance. <laughs> but would I be surprised if something else won? I guess not. I'm not going to hold my breath. I'll just be either excited or really sad one way or the other. It's weird because like PTA feels like someone who should have an Oscar by now, but they also don't seem to be in a rush to give him one. Mm-hmm. And and I've had this theory that like they are more into like his super dramatic efforts than his lighter affair. And this is the lighter affair. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think if, if like Phantom Thread had come out this I year, can't. Then I'd be like, this is a lock for him. <laughs> An original screenplay. Phantom Thread should have won picture, director, screenplay, which it wasn't even nominated for. Actor for Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> Just go down the line. That was, oh my God, that was such an iconic nomination this morning. <laughs> and I'm so mad at myself because I was like considering putting in Leslie Manville and I did it. And like, mm. I put her in just as a pure hope diction. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Yeah. Okay. Next up, we have Best Cinematography. As of recording, ASC is tonight, so we are definitely keeping our eyes on that. Our nominees here, we have Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. Joyce, what do you think about cinematography? Um, I I think I might actually do Power of the Dog, um, but that also depends on ASC. <laughs> but I'm also predicting Power of the Dog at ASC, so mm-hmm. I, I could uh, lose twice over here. But if if Ari Wagner doesn't win ASC, I guess, well, I guess it'll depend on who wins that, which will probably be Dune, which is the popular pick. So, but I, go, I could also see them going for like Macbeth and I don't know if the Oscars would do that. But my personal pick is Janusz Kaminski for West Side Story, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> the puddle shot. It's the best justice for the puddle shot. I, there are so many. He just he was just like wild in in that he movie. Was. So I'm like, just give it to him. <laughs> like like when I was watching him at the screening, I was like, just like Janusz, like the opening shot. I was like, Janusz Kaminski, congratulations mm-hmm. on your third Oscar. And then like, ASC, just the mm. gross. Yeah, that doesn't disgusting. Though. It didn't make any sense. It is so funny though because he really did just go nuts like they're mm-hmm. they're spotlights on maria that make no sense there are lens yeah. flares happening every five minutes <laughs> like but like it was like it was it all worked mm-hmm. i'm like i am totally into this yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah i'm also gonna go with the power of the dog here i've just been kind of sensing the director cinematographer like that duo those wins going together Um, I think Ari has a strong narrative. Like, she could be the first woman to win here. And I know Netflix is pushing that. ASC, I think it really could go to Macbeth. Like, that feels like an ASC thing. And I really love the cinematography for that. I'm not a fan of the Dune cinematography. 
Nick knows that. And so I'm hoping it's the power of the dog and I'm just going to stick with it. Well, there's our Dune Batman correlation and why you don't like them. I didn't say anything negative about the Batman cinematography today. I just said that Drive My Car and The Godfather are better, which I do not think is a hot take at all. Three hour movies. No, that's fair. I think a lot of us thought that Dune would have this category earlier on in the season, and it just hasn't been pulling the wins that it needed. So I'm also going with The Power of the Dog. I think it's a way more subtle win. Also rooting for Ari. These are strong nominees. Yeah. Macbeth, West Side Story, Power of the Dog are like three amazing nominations. You can't really go wrong with any of the winners in this category. It's it's, this is a very strong lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we can move on to documentary short. Our nominees here, we have Audible, Lead Me Home, The Queen of Basketball, Three Songs for Benazir, and When We Were Bullies. Joyce, who do you have here? Uh, I have Queen of Basketball, but I'm considering Audible, so I don't know. Y- you can convince me to switch. <laughs> I don't know if I want to convince you. I'm really torn between the two. I saw some outlets predicting Audible. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm. Because when I saw them, it's like the queen of basketball, we have one female who's a trailblazer. That felt right to me over like a group of high school students. I don't really know what the deciding factor is here. If it's Netflix versus New York Times, which was like Colette last year. I don't really remember a discussion last year about this, but I know I got it wrong. I did too. And I'm like, do I get burned again here by not picking the queen of basketball because i remembered nick that you like loved colette and i don't even remember the other one that i picked here but i know i, I got think, it wrong i i think i picked love song for love tasha i did too that was it mm-hmm. yeah yeah well there we go that's our netflix new york times <laughs> battle so maybe queen of basketball is really the safe choice but i really liked audible it's not about your favorite okay i know <laughs> I'm making this all about my favorites. It'll just keep going. But yeah, I I have the queen of basketball right now, but this could be like a very last minute switch for just like gut feeling I get on the day. Yeah, I think queen of basketball, I think the she's more maybe like appealing and charismatic as a subject matter. Like I, I can see like non-sports people being drawn into this. Mm-hmm right and i don't know like like winning time which is like airing right now i i watched like the the screeners for it and i was like talking to my friend about it because he asked like it was good and i was like yeah uh but it's very like geared towards like sports fans like there's a lot of nuggets there Mm -hmm. for like especially if you grew up in that era for like lakers fans and everything um and i don't know how much appeal it has like outside of that if you're just not into sports at all and you don't know anything about this you know showtime lakers because uh, i was i was just like waiting for more basketball watching it i was like i, I just want the games mm. <laughs> like just show me the games and i could see like non-sports fans like not really being into that show whereas like with the queen of basketball i don't think you need to know anything about basketball to be drawn into the story so i think that favors it but I don't know. Yeah. Audible, I think, I guess like the Netflix factor is more accessible. Yeah. I'm just thinking of this now. Do you think because of the surge in Coda, Audible could come along with that? Because I have seen like articles about the people in Audible 
watching Coda and like responding to Coda and their award season trajectory. I've thought about that. Like with voters though, I don't I don't know how many of them watch all the shorts. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know? That's the thing. And I think it would have been better if like uh Coda were at Netflix, I guess, because then they could really package that campaign mm-hmm. with Audible. Yeah. So imagine Netflix at Coda. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how many of them actually watch the shorts. Like I actually respect those anonymous ballot voters who are like i i didn't watch it and i'm I'm abstaining Mm -hmm. you know and i mean by that token too the queen of basketball has a great name so if you really Mm want to like if they're just name checking by what they think sounds cool like that could that could also happen yeah sometimes the title is a half the battle i remember i picked uh heaven is a traffic jam on the 405 because i was like that's (laughs) you just remember that (laughs) that was a good title and la based of course Mm -hmm. So moving on to another shorts category, we have live action here. Our nominees, Alakachu, Take and Run, The Dress, The Long Goodbye, On My Mind, and Please Hold. Sophia, who do you have here? I went with The Long Goodbye just because of the star power of Riz Ahmed. That's the only reason why, really. Like, do you want him to be an Oscar winner? Is that any part of it? I would love for him to be a winner, but I didn't love this short, actually. Alakachu is my favorite, but I think that just sometimes they do go with like who's recognizable. I'd love to for him to be one at some point, but I don't I'm not picking him because I want that. I might do that in other categories, but not here. <laughs> yeah, I the Longabai is not one of my favorites in here either, but I'm also gonna predict it. I just I don't know, like I, I really like the dress, but I can't really see it winning. Mm-hmm. And like Alakachu as well, like I, I really like that. But I don't know. I, I feel like there's something just the messaging of like the long goodbye is like enough for it, you know? Between the two, the it really relies on the ending. And with the long goodbye, it's like sending this really hard message home. Mm-hmm. And with Alakachu, it's actually a little uplifting. So I wonder if that appeals at all or if that has any effect on voters the other one here please hold is now on hbo max so that's another like accessibility factor it's so weird to say like and oscar winner in live action short riz ahmed mm-hmm. i don't know he'll he'll always be an oscar winner it doesn't matter what category it's mm-hmm. in remember kubrick won for visual effects like <laughs> yeah i think this is where we start splitting i'm gonna go with alakachu why not Whenever you do this, I'm always like, I think back to your year where you got the perfect score. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) are you right again? I feel, I can't remember the shorts that year, if those were predictable or not. I've I've gone three for three in the shorts before, and I don't Mm -hmm. know how sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) The first year I ever, like, got into shorts categories and predicting was the year of the, it was an animation. It was like the Ronald McDonald (laughs) had all of this advertising in it and I predicted it and it won. I was like, I knew. I have no memory so of that. The, this is not that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to find the link to it because it is wild. It is like a vulgar Ronald McDonald running around and there is chaos and violence. Quite the time in the movie theater. I remember I saw those nominees wow. in the theater. This is a long, this is probably like 10 years ago. Please send that to me. <laughs> 
Okay, so next we're going to move on to our categories that we consider anybody's guess. The first one, we have animated short. Our nominees are Affairs of the Art, Bestia, Box Ballet, Robin Robin, and The Windshield Wiper. Joyce, who do you have here? I have Bestia. Oh, no, I have Robin Robin, but I don't think it's like the the best one mm-hmm. <laughs> of the group. So I don't know if I want to do Bestia or not. <laughs> I, I had Robin Robin when we did our episode on the shorts, but I switched to Bestia because it keeps winning things. And mm-hmm. I feel like it is, I don't know though, it is so bizarre. And the animation, like the doll and just how it looks. I feel like if, if it's just like, like the animators voting, it will win. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what would happen with the entire Academy. Yeah. And like thinking of that, Robin Robin is definitely the smarter pick, but it's so long. It's not a short. (laughs) (laughs) It's cute. And I think it has the most like broad appeal. Yeah. Yeah. But we've had ones like this before. The Squid and the Whale didn't even get nominated. The Gruffalo didn't win. And that had also great star power. And I felt way more watchable. Nick doesn't like Robin Robin. It's one of my favorite things from this season. (laughs) Maybe that should cue me into being like, okay, this maybe shouldn't win. And I should stick with that. (laughs) I stopped halfway through. I was like, no, we're done. Mm -mm." Oh, so you didn't even finish it. Was this your Spencer? I did. I did. I I went back when it was finally a nominee (laughs) and not the shortlist and forced myself to finish but how many people went back to spencer after she was nominated (laughs) (laughs) nick's multiple day viewing of spencer on the train (laughs) you watch it on the train (laughs) just picturing you on the l just like another another subway movie hater (laughs) how many how many movies have you watched on the train (laughs) like for the first time not a repeat viewing nominees or just like any movie um well i guess like nominees for this purpose (laughs) i've watched a couple of the shorts but full oscar nominees i try not to when spencer wouldn't download i was like we'll watch it on my tv i get it i don't think i've actually seen like a full movie on my phone this award season (laughs) you're welcome martin scorsese christopher (laughs) i was just thinking of them (laughs) I've, I've never watched a full movie on my phone, so they they can rest easy. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I have. It's yeah. hard, but you have like an hour journey. Why not? It's true. I mean, I've, I've watched other people watch movies on their phones. Like, that's what I prefer, mm-hmm. watching other people. <laughs> I love seeing what they're watching, too. And just being Yes, like, that's what? the best part. Quick yeah. aside, like when I was at the airport and I saw Bernie Sanders watching Smallville on his phone. <laughs> What, what season though? I don't. I don't know. I just saw Tom Welling, and I was like, "Oh, this is happening right now." I couldn't. I had to look away. Just catching up with with old CW shows. Yep. Does he know about Allison Mack? Oh my gosh. Oh, I think this was before the Allison Mack drama. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. this was a while ago. Maybe I'll go with Bestia. Do I have to choose right now? You do. Oh my God, let's go with Bestia. Let's do it. Changing on air. It has a real story behind it, too, which could appeal instead of birds robbing <laughs> houses of food. I just remembered, Nick, when I was like, the animals in Robin Robin are so cute. And you're like, they're so annoying. Are they cute? I think so. It's like, it's, 
and animated like you can't really go wrong with like cute stuff or kids it is the one like family friendly short here too Mm -hmm. the only (laughs) one (laughs) okay let's move along to one of the more chaotic categories best adapted screenplay our nominees here we have coda drive my car dune the lost daughter and the power of the dog another category i don't think dune is winning (laughs) so let's get that out of the way you guys were talking about drive my car earlier and then also the lost daughter won the usc scripter but is this now like coda versus the power of the dog joyce how do you feel i think coda is just gonna win now it's the bafta win for it was honestly the most shocking thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) this season for me i just I like still can't get over that. I it, it never even crossed my mind that it could win there. That's on me, maybe. <laughs> but did not think about it at all, even if I thought it could win the Oscar. Like it'll probably win WGA, although I would love for a, a, one final twist to that, even though I don't know. I like that wouldn't really affect it at all because uh, it's only uh, Oscar rival is Dune there and Dune is like fifth here. So I... I think like maybe what has happened is the other three like power of the dog and lost daughter and drive my car are like the highbrow options and maybe they're just like canceling each other out and like dune is just there so it's like coda that like everyone likes at the very least just like coming up the middle and like taking this and if it's like winning best picture like you it, it can't win director obviously so like screenplay is right there for it to carry along i mean it would be amazing if drive my car won i I don't think i can do that anymore even if it does happen i don't know if i can predict it and yeah power of the dog has just lost so much steam here it's so funny to think like way back in like august and september we were like oh it's gonna win adapted like before we were sure about director but like it's it's gonna win adapted for jane Mm -hmm. and now it's like it's probably not winning this either this is not that long ago that this is switched either. <laughs> I don't know what it is because I, I think it's a great adaptation. Like I actually I bought the book after I saw the movie mm-hmm. and I read it and and then I read the script after. So it's it's a I don't I don't know how many people would like do that, <laughs> but like it's a great adaptation. So I yeah, I guess maybe they think like director's enough for her. I don't know. It upsets me because I so I saw the movie before I read the book. And I'm glad that I did because I feel like it made my viewing experience better to just go in blind and not know anything about it. And then reading the book, though, I was like, oh, she captured Thomas Savage's uh-huh. tone perfectly. Like all of these little details that she put in visually, I love. I think it's such a strong adaptation. And it's just, I think it's hard for me because I haven't read The Lost Daughter yet, but Ferrante is so yeah, challenging to tackle. And then Drive My Car, I mean, that's like a perfect screenplay. So I don't really get why it's just all of a sudden going to Coda, besides that it's Apple. But it's what I'm predicting now. Yeah, I think, spoiler, Coda could go three for three. Which would be crazy. Crazy. But crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the very least, like, it's going to Little Miss Sunshine itself, like screenplay and supporting actor. Yeah, it'll be like this... This category is stronger than original, but it might not produce the stronger winner. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Nicely said. 
I also I haven't seen the original French film that Coda is based on, mm-hmm. but from what I understand, like there were not many changes or uh, tweaks that she did. So it's like mm. um pretty much like a straightforward remake of the French film. So, but I also don't know how many voters have seen the the French film. So it probably doesn't matter. (laughs) That comment just upset me because I'm going to air my grievances now on Tony Kushner not being here when... (laughs) Oh my God, they just robbed blind. I I can't, I hate it so much because that is a script that actually reimagined the original Broadway production. And I hate when people just compare this version to the 61 movie, which is an adaptation of the stage production. Like, this movie is not a remake of the 61 movie. Yep. (laughs) It drives me crazy. Yeah, and, like, I think people also are not aware that Coda is also a remake, because that was, like, the remake bias Mm -hmm. against West Side Story. (laughs) I remember when Nick and I went to that screening, afterwards, I was like, is Tony Kushner going to beat Jane? Like, is this going to happen? Is he going to win? It's such a great script. Yeah. And the way he talks about it was great, too. Anyway, mm-hmm. in memoriam. It sucks because he, like, should have won for Lincoln. <laughs> and he's not even nominated for mm-hmm. this. Ugh. God. Yeah. Well, moving on to another category where West Side Story didn't show up. We have film editing. <laughs> also also robbed. Here our nominees are Don't Look Up, Dune, King Richard, The Power of the Dog, and Tick, Tick, Boom. Nick, you can go first on this one. Why me? Ugh. I just decided that. We talked in our contenders episode about sounded editing going together. I'm going with the guild and saying King Richard. Again, nothing changed in the past week for me, but am I super confident about this? Not entirely, but if we're talking about like spreading the wealth a little bit, I feel like here could be another good option to give King Richard actor and editing because it does have the love but it could be dune i just don't know if it's strong enough and that there's enough love again it just hasn't shown up throughout the season where it needed to so i'm gonna at least yeah at least for now stick with king richard joyce do you agree disagree i have no idea what to do here (laughs) (laughs) because there's just so much going on and then yeah, like the sound stat, Dune and Power of the Dog have that. But uh, Power of the Dog will be a very unusual winner because it's very subtle editing. It's not most editing. And Dune it has been like the default, obviously. But yeah, it's lost everywhere. And against two movies, they're not even nominated for the Oscar. So I guess you could argue both ways that like, oh, it's good because it's not facing West Side Story or No Time to Die. But then it's like, well, why couldn't it beat those movies then at these other places? It's like, mm-hmm. like everyone's sending us signals that like we don't actually want to reward Dune for editing. Um, and it's also not your typical action movie with like a ton of cuts like a Mad Max or anything. So I, yeah, I don't know. And then King Richard, yeah, it won Ace but it doesn't have the sound nom. And I don't think even if there were two sound categories that it would have gotten a sound nomination. Whereas I think something like Tick Tick Boom would have like gone into sound mixing. And then King Richard did not even make BAFTA for editing. And like, I think editing is the best part of the movie. Like the tennis sequences are great and you don't really feel the length of the movie. Uh, And yeah, like best actor winning films usually win more than just best actor. So that has it going for it. 
And yeah, Tick to Boom, not a Best Picture nominee. So it needs to go like Dragon Tattoo here, <laughs> but also has a lot of editing. And then what else is there? Oh, Don't Look Up. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just there. What if that just wins by default? Because all these other <sighs> films wow. are. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be as bad as when Bohemian Rhapsody won. That was, yeah. but it is bad. Like it would be a okay. bad winner. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know what to do here. Like I still have Doom, but mostly because like that's what I put in there on February eighth. <laughs> yeah, I had Dune too, and I just am like, why am I ignoring the signs that Dune keeps losing? I'm like, I don't know what to switch yeah. to. I'm doing Tick Tick Boom. I just am like going for Ooh. it. Yeah. Oh wow. Because okay. it, I don't have another clear thing here that I can make sense of because I think if we are going with the sound thing like yes the power of the dog makes sense and I think I would have picked the power of the dog if it won PGA and it was like super strong across the board and like feeling like it's just going to like pick up wins everywhere but now I'm just like it does have heavy editing in it and I just don't know what to do so I'm just gonna pick that because I'm feeling chaotic now (laughs) I don't know what to do here I uh... I, I'm kind of like leaning King Richard because um, it is like even though it missed the BAFTA long list uh, it did basically max out at the Oscars mm-hmm. so I don't know maybe I'll do that I yeah like Dune I think Dune overall is still the safest pick even though it's lost everything yeah like I can't figure out if people are just gonna default to Dune too like because they can't tell like because mm-hmm. it's like the tech movie of the year yeah um I don't know. I feel like I'm going to be changing this up to the last second. Me too. So right now I'm feeling King Richard. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see how long my crazy pick lasts. Maybe just another couple of hours. (laughs) I mean, I it would not surprise me at all if like Tick Tick Boom won. And you know, if it had gotten into Best Picture, I probably would feel better about predicting Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Also, it like it won Ace in comedy, even though it's not a comedy. Right. (laughs) Like why? Why is it there? So much more funny than West Side Story. Oh my god. <laughs> that Golden Globes tweet. I, I still have the screen grabs from like both their Me versions. Too. When, like when I go through like my camera roll and I see it, I just laugh. <laughs> uh but yeah, I don't I don't know what's winning this. And uh we won't see it live. So Yeah, we'll find out on Twitter. Yeah, it'll it'll be good. So I don't know. I guess I'll say King Richard for now. <laughs> okay, next category. We have best actress. Our nominees here, we have Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Colman for The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. Joyce, talk us through these five. Um, I don't know if I can. Uh, this <laughs> is actually turning into less chaotic than I want it to be. Uh, than it has presented itself to be earlier. I think it's less chaotic than it was uh, last season. Mm-hmm. So Jessica is the soft frontrunner, I guess you can say now, since she won SAG and Critics' Choice, although she would not have won Critics' Choice if it were held on January 9th. Mm-hmm. Like, Kristen Stewart would have yep. locked that down. Yep. So uh, I don't know how much... I mean, the SAG win is big, obviously, but I don't know how much like the Critics' Choice win really impacts like any of this uh it's just like another win of her letter so it looks good that she has two wins to like nicole's one i currently have her but i can see her losing i just don't know who i would pick 
for her to lose to. Like I have Olivia in second, just because I think that was the closest, the, the Lost Daughter is the closest to a Best Picture nomination, just between the screenplay nomination and her like co-tailing Jesse Buckley or Jesse Buckley co-tailing her. And, and then I, I think like Penelope is the dark horse. I think everyone is like writing her off because she showed up nowhere until the Oscars. But I think Parallel Mothers was just a really late film and, you know, she didn't make the BAFTA long list, uh, which is bad. But I can see like people catching up to it now, like in the way they're catching up to Coda. And I think that's, it's the most like well-rounded movie in that it's not divisive, like The Lost Daughter, which has like great reviews, but people are just like, she just stole a doll and like what the hell like she ditched her kids and I don't think you have that same problem with parallel mothers because she's like you know a, another mother but a very different story and you, you feel sympathy for her and yeah I would not be surprised this year when even though I know like so many people have her in fifth and I think actually Kristen is in fifth just because everyone hated Spencer so I guess I have Jessica now but I I don't know I might I might switch to Olivia or Penelope I don't know which one. <sighs> yeah, this category is tricky again because I think Jessica is the smart pick. And mm-hmm. when we talked about actress with Kevin, I picked Olivia as my prediction. But now I feel like just to be safe, I'm going to go with Jessica. Just mm-hmm. seeing, again, the BAFTA makeup win. I can see it going like full Iron Lady. She's campaigning really hard. And I can just see her pulling that off. But I also have like... I don't know. I'm just remembering last year, like Viola winning SAG and having the makeup win for Ma Rainey. Could it be something like that? But again, like SAG loves Viola and Jessica isn't, she doesn't have that type of relationship with SAG historically like Viola does. I think she, she, she is very well liked though. Mm -hmm. Like she has a lot of friends, even if she doesn't have the same trophy collection as Viola. It's just because she hasn't been nominated for stuff in a decade. I think, though, I can definitely see myself switching to Penelope. Like, she's the one who I can see just spoiling it. Because mm-hmm. Sony Pictures Classics, they're good at that, like, late-breaking campaign for an actor. And I think, you know, it getting the score nomination, too. Like, I don't know. I can just, I can see that happening. So if I switch, it will probably be to Penelope I agree she's not in fifth yeah I think everyone just has her in fifth because it's like she had no precursors I'm like I, I don't know anyone who's seen that movie which is not a lot of people granted but like people don't hate that performance whereas I think people find issues with the other four mm-hmm. or at least with their movie you know I don't think Parallel Mothers has that problem yeah and she is like the classy pick like the highbrow pick I don't know. I always like consult my dad because he gets best actress right. He's gotten it right every year for like 20 years. He picked Francis. He last did. Year. <laughs> yeah. He told me at the last minute he listened to our episode and heard me pick Andra and he texted me and said Andra's not winning. Francis is winning. So I switched and <laughs> it worked. But he has Jessica. How did, how did he know? He just he just knows he got Anthony and Francis last year. I don't know. He just like goes with feeling. He doesn't go with precursors at all. Always. I'm just like, okay. I, th- I think Anthony was easier to yeah. see than Francis, yeah. though. His whole thing with Francis was like, Nomadland is winning Best Picture, so why isn't she winning Best Actress? So Yeah, and then we have no Best Picture Exactly. <laughs> but all that to say, mm-hmm. he I texted him the other day about this, and he said, I think Jessica's winning. I'm pretty confident. 
that could change, but that's what it is right now. I would love another Olivia Coleman upset. We we can't predict her to win because she wins when no one yes. predicts her. Or right. Like the majority mm-hmm. doesn't predict her. But that means we have to predict her. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a catch-22. But yeah, I do have Jessica Chastain here as well. I think it's a safe bet. She's the only one here who's been nominated that doesn't have a win. So I think that's well, another Kristen good... Well, Kristen has never won. Poor Kristen. Right. Well, I think she's happy to be here. The fact that she didn't win Critics' Choice. I mean, like, I didn't even like Spencer, but the fact that she didn't win Critics' Choice is just crazy. Like, come on. She she would have won in January. Yeah. Cody would have won in January Mm -hmm. as well. (laughs) But yeah, I don't... Like, is SAG going to go four for four this year after going two for four last year? That's a hard thing. And it's... (sighs) And uh, they also only went 12 out of 20 in nominations yeah and the actors branch i feel like is behind compared to a lot of the other branches in like performances they're selecting so Mm -hmm. yeah i guess like once it's up to the entire membership what happens then yeah four for four at sag is i mean it's happened before but that does make it feel yeah but usually in those years it's like every it was you know it happened two years ago but they won everywhere Mm -hmm. literally yeah like it was so boring I don't think I talked about like any acting race yeah. here. <laughs> I do wonder if SAG being the first like real televised show will have an impact on anything. Like because we didn't have the Globes, if mm-hmm. like that will carry a bigger weight. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, critics should have just like, I mean, even if they couldn't hold their ceremony in January, they should have just like announced because yeah. <laughs> they're the same as the SAG winners too, like the active mm-hmm. winners. So everyone is just going to refer to the SAG winners because that's the actual industry and it was the first televised uh, return to form award show. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Like of the four acting races, like this one is definitely the one where it's most ripe for an upset. And honestly, I would be kind of disappointed if it just, I like nothing against Jessica. I would be very happy for her to win an Oscar, but it would be boring for me personally mm-hmm. if she just won these last yeah. awards. <laughs> Like, we had so much potential in this category. Like, just remember how chaotic it was in January. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that was, again, a time where we were like, oh, you know, like, Kristen's going to win Critics' Choice. Like, Nicole Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then she didn't even get a SAG nomination. Yeah, we thought it would be split everywhere, and we're back sort of to form. So, yeah, I feel the same way. All right. Our final category, we have Best Picture. Our 10 nominees, we have Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. I think before we get into everything, we just have to remind everyone that last night, Coda won PGA, which is a big deal and was strange. Huge. (laughs) Improved, like Coda can win on a preferential ballot. I feel like people feared that the power of the dog couldn't, and it didn't. I mean, they are just producers, but what do you guys think now? Who do you have? How is this going to go down? I'll probably switch to Coda. It's going to, if it wins, it'll break a lot of stats. Like, like usually just break like one or maybe two stats. Like, it's going to defy like 90 years of history Mm -hmm. here if it wins and I can still see Power of the Dog like squeaking it out because uh, it didn't max out in nominations and it has the below the line support 
that Coda ostensibly does not have. So I guess you can assume that maybe those people would rank Powder Dog higher. I don't know. We'll never know. But like we've always known that Coda would has the potential to perform better on a preferential ballot. And that was always like the sticking point with Power of the Dog, that its detractors would rank it low or uh, not high enough. But it does have very passionate supporters. And with the Academy being more highbrow now with like the international pool, I, I could see it building like a really strong lead and then like holding on to that over the next couple rounds. But I think it is clear now, like my my thing before PGA was like, is is Coda like the actual runner up or is this something we're just kind of doing since SAG because we just want a race. Like we were trying it with Belfast or like people were trying it with Belfast and that didn't pan out. So then like everyone just switched over to Coda because it wants mm-hmm. SAG. But that like initially that felt like a hidden figures type of like sag win you know like the like the crowd pleaser that everyone likes but doesn't have a chance at best picture and it has a low nomination hall yeah so but now it could go three for three mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so crazy to think about because in the nomination phase or like after nominations you would probably say it was at best like sixth mm-hmm. out of the ten you know and now it's like probably gonna win best picture but I don't think it's over for of the dog but things are not leaning in this direction right now and at worst for coda like you said it'll just be loma sunshine 2.0 mm-hmm. this is wild um <laughs> with your argument joyce i am definitely leaning towards coda i think power of the dog could still take it but it would feel like more of an upset for where things are right now yeah my whole coda marketing thing that i mentioned earlier is that we listen to the radio at work songs repeat three four times a day it drives me nuts (laughs) but at least three times an hour this past at least week it's been the same ad for coda and it's coda nominated for adapted screenplay best picture and supporting actor and that like hearing that so often i don't again i don't know if voters listen to the radio all the time i'm sure they do but That could really have an impact. I mean, their marketing campaign, everything has just exponentially skyrocketed this past couple weeks. I mean, and we've seen that with its wins so far, too. So I think being the actual heartwarming pick here, Belfast is out. Congratulations, Nick. I did it single-handedly. It was all you. (laughs) See, knew it all along. It's so tough. I mean, it's those 12 nominations. Are you going to like wait to see what those all those like anonymous ballots say? No, those are fun to read. But of course, they're going to say oddball things. It's like 15 people out of 9,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm going to say Coda. I'm glad we kind of had some like shake up at the end only to like liven me up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it's upsetting to you, Sophia. Yeah. You know, on October 9th, I saw The Power of the Dog for the first time, and I loved it so much. We're going, we're going back to the beginning. We're going back to my origin story with this movie. <laughs> if I get it wrong, I get it wrong, but I can't abandon her now. And I respect yeah, that. I just have to do it, and I just, like, I trust that the Academy will make the right decision here. I'm just going to. I mean, I, I want to... <laughs> stick with it too because I don't I don't think it's completely out like we'll never know like because if if Coda wins like 
everyone would just mock me and be like, see, he was winning all along. But it's like, we don't know how close right. it was. No, like, and I, yeah. I think it's really, really I guess close. I just like, I underestimated the power of a gigantic tech corporation in the Oscar race. My phone is Apple. My computer is Apple. Like it's, they're everywhere. They have our data. Like not to get all like conspiracy theory based, but it's like, they have so oh, no. much money. Like they know user behavior better than anybody else. And it's like, that works for a campaign. They, yeah. Like they knew exactly what to do have those SAG wins. And yeah, I've heard that ad as well. And I've seen that ad on TV as mm-hmm. well. But I, to be fair, I've seen like Belfast ads on TV as well too. And Power yeah. the Dog. So it's, it's not unique to Coda, but I definitely did not see Coda ads during like phase one. Mm-hmm. So like, and they know like it's within reach. It, it just, it would be really funny if Apple beats Netflix. <laughs> that's well, and that's what's so crazy mm-hmm. because I'm like, you guys like stop this Cinderella story underdog thing here. This is Apple. Like this isn't some little I know. company. It's like, and I don't, it's so weird because that's always like the argument against that has been an argument against Power of the Dogs, like streaming, Netflix. And I understand the Netflix bias is different than bias against other streaming mm-hmm. services. And Apple is, even though it's a giant tech corp, it that is a, a more niche like, streaming service. None of my friends have Apple. They have never heard of Coda. Like I was with my like friends and like some of their friends yesterday. And we were talking about the Oscars because you're asking me like what was winning. And I like explained like Power of the Dog and Coda and stuff. And none of them have heard of Coda. They don't have Apple. They have not heard those ads. <laughs> they don't know what it is. And like these people ha- had heard of Parasite and that's, and they wanted to see Parasite. And that was when like, I knew it was going to win. And that was like in like the fall of like 2019. Like they were just like buzzing mm-hmm. about it. So I can't even gauge like regular people <laughs> opinions on Coda. Cause I don't know anyone who's seen it, but I imagine like most of them would just like at least like enjoy mm-hmm. it you know if they don't like ball their faces out like everyone apparently is doing <laughs> watching this movie now in the industry so yeah but like the streaming thing and like code is also a streaming service movie and apple bought it after it was made like netflix at least was there from mm-hmm. the beginning with Power of the dog yeah it's just i mean it's giving me miramax vibes it's like shakespeare in love saving private ryan <laughs> That is that is very much the vibe of the movie, and like Chris Bros and I have talked about this. He's like he, he's like totally into it. Like it made him cry. Like he cries at everything. I cry at nothing. <laughs> and oh it's my just god, like it's just us. like us. Yeah, like it, it. I do not cry at movies. I have not cried at a movie since the nineties. So, like this, Coda did not make me cry. I I enjoyed it, um, but I just like moved on after I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> and, but he like sobbed over this. And he's like, it's like very much like 90s, like Miramax, like just down the middle. Everyone right. likes it. And then they're like working the campaign yeah. right now. It's just like, don't you want to feel good? Like vote for the movie that makes you yeah. feel. And I'm like, but what if I felt things for the power of the dog? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like the the thing, you know, people say like power of the dog is cold. I'm like, I get it. Like it's not like outwardly mm-hmm. emotional or it makes you cry like Coda does. But I don't think it's not emotional. Like, I think there's a lot of, like, simmering emotions yeah. in that movie. And mm-hmm. you, it, it requires attention. And it also requires you to watch it the second time. If, like, you went into a blind, you knew nothing, and then it, like, everything clicks at the end. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I, I got to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm sad. Like, if The Power of the Dog loses, 
you know, it'll. I think it will go down in history as like one of the great losses. It really will. It'll be one of those movies that people will think of when they look back at Oscar history, like 10, 20 years from now. And they're like, how did that not win? It's like the, the highbrow technical pick. But that being said, I do not think Coda is bad. Like I'm not going to scold people or anything for no, liking it's not, it. It's not a yeah. bad movie. It's not Crash. Yeah. It's not Green Book. It's just fine. And I've been the same on it the whole year. Like to me, it's just like a three mm-hmm. to three and a half star movie. And sometimes those win best picture. Is it better than Don't Look Up? absolutely it's just weird i just like can't it's so yeah, weird it's, it's like it's also like so sudden it's like literally the past like two yeah. and a half weeks <laughs> but then what if the power of the dog does win and we look back and we're like were we nuts like what was happening with coda like how did it not win i think i'll look at it as like money i mean i just like i'll see it as the campaign like it's just that's what this is to me yeah they, they've been very good with the campaign and they i mean i think the cast is carrying the movie first of all. And the cast is also carrying the campaign and Apple's been very smart putting the cast like front and center. Like they've been everywhere mm-hmm. the past two weeks, mm-hmm. like since SAG. And yeah, you know, obviously Troy is winning. So they, they, they've been very smart about that. And yeah, again, I don't know how like all the crafts feel about this movie. Like we know it's making actors cry and Denis Villeneuve cry, but what about like all these other branches that nominated the power of the dog over coda granted coda was not a huge tech player but like it was never even in the conversation for any like like editing like no one was talking Mm -hmm. about it as a possibility for editing or even directing you know it should have been able to sneak a song nomination over belfast right and like it didn't i so i i don't i mean like sure you can think like power of the dog had like you can vote for Power to Dog if you're in sound for sound and you could still prefer Coda as a movie and vote for that in Best Picture. But I don't know. Like, yeah, like the Oscars, you know, it's still like have a popularity contest. It's not always about rewarding merit. Like sometimes those uh, conflate and meet in the middle. But I don't think anyone would say Coda is like a technical triumph. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like It's... You know, I think if people agree Power of the Dog has better artistic achievements, you know, like better crafts. But if they just like this movie and it makes them cry and feel good, like, and that's enough for them to vote for it or rank it higher, then it's going to win. So, And it's like we, we have had some downers win recently. So maybe it's just time for another uplifting one, I guess. Yeah, it does feel like a very in the moment situation though like Mm -hmm. if the oscars like last year were in april i don't know if it can hang on that long but i think it's peaking at the right time and voting is still going i don't know maybe like uh, a lot of people are upset about coda winning pga and now they're gonna vote for proud the dog (laughs) i don't know it'll be close i think even if you don't know the ultimate numbers and for so long too just last thing (laughs) I think part of the problem was that we didn't know the clear number two against the power of the dog. It was like, and I think the people who didn't like the power of the dog were so eager to jump on the bandwagon for anything else. Like it's been nearly every other movie on this list almost. Yeah. Well, that was like my, my thing too. Cause it's like, we've been told it's Belfast as this mm-hmm. crowd pleaser. I'm like, I don't think it is. And it, it hasn't been performing as it. And yeah, Coda just came out of nowhere really even though it's been there all along but if, if like the power dog does win 
and like let's say like it actually overperforms and when like four Oscars mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I guess it'll just show that you know the the academy will still do its own thing you know like it's not going to be told by mm-hmm. what everyone preceded it did and you know like 1917 won basically everything and it lost mm-hmm. so la la land but i don't like i don't think like parasite or like coda is not like a parasite it's it's definitely like the movie of the moment mm-hmm. though yeah it's just surging like parasite it's like totally different parasite being an international film i think that was its own thing it coda is just surging it has the campaign it's trying to get out there is it even in theater it's not in theaters no but they they played it one weekend for free in theaters like apple footed the bill i think it was okay. sad weekend they they put it back i don't i don't know any any like normie who has no, seen Coda. i i don't really either i was talking to some of my friends yesterday who don't follow the oscars at all and yeah. i was surprised because some of them were like oh i really liked the power of the dog i was surprised yeah no my friends too then they don't follow yeah. oscars at all like two of them watched power of the dog last month and they they thought like benedict was winning i was like no actually will is their front runner and they were yeah. shocked and like they hadn't seen king richard but they were just mm-hmm. like really like benedict was so great yeah so. it's strange the only movies like my friends have seen on the list for the most part are don't look up dune and the power of the dog which is just like a weird thing to think about my my friends have seen *Power of Dog*, *Don't Look Up*, and *West Side Story*. It's <laughs> like, what does this all mean? Those are Oscars fan favorites. Those, yes. Those <laughs> yeah. So I don't like those those other movies, and they they also like don't really have an interest in seeing mm-hmm. those other ones. Like when I tell them what the other Best Picture nominees are. So yeah, but I think they only I'm pretty sure they only watch like *Don't Look Up* and *Power of Dog* because of Netflix. Like, I don't, if Power Dog were not on Netflix, I don't think they would have watched it. So do you think if Power of the Dog loses in cinematography, which is where we have it possibly winning, if it doesn't win there, and if it doesn't win screenplay, do we think it's out for picture? Like, is that our trajectory for the night? Or are those totally separate? Like, so, like, it'll just win director. Yeah. It'll be the next graduate, so. Which is one of my favorite movies ever. So welcome, Jane Campion. (laughs) Picture and director would be a weird combo, but that's what it did at BAFTA, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I, well, because it's like a different system too, the premature ballot. So I guess it like it still could win best picture, yeah. But yeah, it it does look increasingly like it could just win director. That like that's the only thing it's it's safe for. I don't know. It it, it is weird because it, it has twelve nominations and it's not really favored in most of them. Well, The Irishman was my favorite movie of twenty nineteen. <laughs> Maybe it's my curse. It's all my fault. Were you were you predicting it to win anything? No. I didn't fall for the visual effects trap. So many people did. I'm like, <laughs> why would it win that? Like, there's no reason for it to win that. <sighs> um, yeah. Man. Well, thank you, Joyce, for being here with us today and going through all of our predictions. Yeah. I know. I, I honestly <laughs> had not even thought about any of this since PGA because I just went straight to sleep. Because <laughs> it was like 2 a.m. <laughs> So it was nice to talk this through. I don't know. I might still change some things depending on pending results. Mm -hmm. One more week. We're very close. I'm sure I'm going to be changing like three or four categories every single day Mm -hmm. until the ceremony. Me me and editing, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Like me today with Tick, Tick, Boom. Will that stick? Probably not. (laughs) Well, thank you, Joyce. I'm glad you got to talk all of that out. Yes, thank you. 
for this therapy session. <laughs> Seriously, <Yes>. thank you. <laughs> Where can all the people find you and your content? Uh, I'm a gold derby and you can follow me on Twitter. I'm Joyce Ang 61. Well, thank you again to Joyce for being here. And to all of our listeners, if you like our show, please rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Oscar Wilde Pod. And the next time we see you will be after the Oscars. <laughs> Amazing. Little recap, hopefully not too chaotic, but it's been a ride. I'm mm-hmm. ready. So ready. <laughs> so I hope everybody enjoys the telecast, all of its craziness. Uh, God, we I don't know. Even I don't even know what that. we're getting. <laughs> nope. 7 p.m. hour on the East Coast, but 4 p.m. on the West Coast is going to be a, a ride. Mm. <laughs> and it's totally going to go over three hours, too. Yeah. Oh, for oh, yeah. sure. There's, for sure. Absolutely. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you soon. Bye.